Hello, everyone, and welcome back to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. My name is John Martelli, and we're coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. Joining me today, the crew is back in town. That's right, we have a full crew today, and, you know, these are getting rarer and rarer. These are more rare than the um, the elusive albino Wookiee, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, I'm joined today by Mr. Joe Cahill and Mr. Ray Rumsey. R- guys, how are you guys today? Great. Yep, yep, doing fine, Great. doing fine. Awesome, awesome. So, before we get started on our main topic, I just wanted to get your guys' take on a rumor that's been going around. We talked about it a little bit, me and Brian talked a little bit about it last week, but it's this rumor about um, Disney... Scrapping and redoing the sequel trilogy. I mean, do you guys really put any stock in that whatsoever? Um, no. no. I would I would say hundreds of millions of dollars in filming, they're not going to just throw it away. Yeah, and I mean... And after release? Oh, yeah. Well, and you think about it, if you, if they, even if they were to, can you imagine the, the precedent that that sets? That now, any time that fans don't simply don't like a movie they can simply say we don't like this movie and we want it ter- changed and the in the the studio is like okay yeah we'll do you it that's yeah, no. that sets a horrible precedent just because a few people didn't like the movie i mean all of the sequel trilogies i think with the exception of solo have done a billion dollar have made a billion dollars or more box office worldwide no, they're not going to. That's and that's just box office. That's not including everything else, merchandise. So no, they're, they're not going to change it. And uh, I'm sorry if you think that. Then I have um, some beachfront property in Kansas I need to sell you because <laughs> really, how much? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just actually found a Newsweek article on that exact thing mm. that. Uh, Star Wars reset rumors are completely insane. Is the title yeah. of the Newsweek article? Yeah. So that sounds pretty. Yeah. There's all kinds. There's one that's saying that now George wants to buy buy it back. Um, there's just all kinds of. It all comes down to the point that some people just can't es- es- accept the fact that just because you don't like something doesn't mean that everyone else can't. Li- you know, other people can't like it or. I don't. It's in- just stupid. Entitled. Exactly. Exactly. They think that just because they don't like it, that everyone else shouldn't like it and that they should get their way. I agree with Joe. Like, that's just that's a lot of money just to say, oh, no, but it never happened. We're going to get rid of that. Well, and then you have to think about you have to completely redo canon. Yeah, you have to you have to re-scrap all the books. There are all the new canon books that have already been done. All the new um, every figure and piece of merchandise. Yep, they're no longer considered. And you know what happens to shows like Rebels and Clone Wars and, you know, everything has been leading up to this. And whether you like the movies or not is irrelevant. You know, it's just there's so much put into this and so much, you know, they're they're not going to completely redo everything, which is what they'd have to do. You know, this isn't like when with the with the with the old EU where. They were simply able to say, okay, the books aren't canon anymore. You know, no, this is completely redoing entire movies. And 
Are they yeah, talking hold- about just getting rid of them, like wiping them from the record, or are they talking about refilming the entire things? The rumor is is they want to completely redo the prequel trilogies, like new story, these, the new story, storyline, everything, completely redo it, and that these movies would be considered basically the same thing as what Legends are now. Okay, I see. I hadn't read the article yet, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, and again, it's just something, and I've heard people, one per, I heard one person in particular use the analogy of, well, what about the Snyder Cut? And my answer to that is this. The Snyder Cut, we're talking about, of course, um, Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. The Snyder Cut was simply a special cut of the movie using deleted and unused footage so to better tell the story that Zack Snyder wanted to tell in that movie. I actually prefer it over the other one. Right. <laughs> Which, fair enough. I I don't think I've seen the Snyder Cut, but it is not a complete redoing of the movie. No, no. It is, and also, as far as I know, the original cut is still the one that is considered to be canon in the DCEU, not the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I think the Snyder Cut may be end up getting so the canon So it's status. something completely different. Than completely and then what their people are suggesting that Disney does. And if you remember correctly, they did this during the last movie too, during Last Jedi. They wanted to completely scrap Last Jedi and say, "Oh, Last Jedi is not canon anymore. It's not going to happen." People, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like I imagine it'd be a logistical nightmare doing three new movies. And trying huh. to retcon everything that was done. Yes. Yeah. It would just. And I mean, you then also, like I said, everything they have to get rid of the Star Wars experience, the, the whole thing at Disney World and Disneyland, you got to scrap that. Uh, not to mention what the uh, actors and actresses' contracts would state regarding something like that. Uh, you know, they're mm-hmm. contracted to do those episodes. So if we redo them, yeah. do they all automatically get their jobs back? Right. Well, and I mean, are you going to recast? Or are, they, are you going to get completely yeah. new actors? It's it's just anyway. Let us not dwell on the negative. Let us move on to the positive, and continue on with our look at the uh, original Star Wars trilogy. And this time, we're going to be wrapping it up with a nice big second Death Star bow. With one of my personal favorite, my personal favorite of the trilogy, of the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi. Yes. Um, Not so, revenge. Return. Return. Yes. That nice little uh, thing there. Of course, the original title was supposed to be Revenge of the Jedi, but um, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. There you are. All right. Yeah, I cut off for a second. Sorry. Um, but George later said thought that a, a Jedi would never, a true Jedi would never seek revenge and thus change it to Return of the Jedi. So before we really get delve deep into it, um, kind of get each of your guys' thoughts on Return of the Jedi. And Ray, since you haven't been with us for a while, we'll start with you. What were, what are your kind of thoughts and, rem- and memories of Jedi? Well, it was definitely... Probably my favorite of the the three originals. I was uh, very drawn to that one as a kid, but I think mm-hmm. that was more because of the Ewoks. So their mm. their marketing <laughs> ploy worked in uh, for me anyway. 
Um, but I just, I really like the way that the story kind of came together and it wrapped things mm-hmm. up. And I mean, yeah, it had its moments of, of plot wholeness, but for the most part, I felt like it was a, a nice, neat little conclusion. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that one. Yeah. Good. Uh, what about you, Joe? What are your kind of memories of Return of the Jedi? Sitting in the theater and over that summer with uh, my girlfriend at the time who fell in love with it. And we both probably watched it in excess of 200 times over that summer. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed it. (laughs) So my memories, but the original is the best. Yeah. Um, My memories are being about six years old and going to a movie theater and it being my first movie that wasn't like a cartoon or a little kid's movie. And sitting in the theater, I believe it was with my aunt, and watching Return of the Jedi and being utterly terrified of the Emperor. That is one thing I remember distinctly is being terrified of the Emperor. Um, I think I, if I remember Rebel correctly... Yeah. If I remember correctly, um, I believe I saw Jedi before I, before I saw any of the other movies. So I think Return of the Jedi was my first Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I also... I'm, I'm not even sure if they were out on. I don't think they were out on VHS yet. No, I don't think so. No, I, no, think I, I was think still. Like, yeah, I was still watching a bootleg copy of uh, yeah. Empire and Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. No, I be, I don't know if they had been been playing on TV because I remember TBS used to play them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Still when do. I was, <laughs> when, yeah, when I was growing up, but um, you know, I also remember Mike. I had a cousin who was a few years older than me who had all the all the toys and he had the uh, Jabba's palace set up nice so I, I always remember you know going over there during the summer he had a, they had a pool so I'd spend like w- like a week over there occasionally and I remember playing playing with his uh all his Star Wars toys yeah I just checked on a fact check for us and it didn't none of them showed it up on network TV until February of 1984 here in the states mm-hmm. okay Although the so, UK got it in October of 82. Yeah. Well, <laughs> la-di-da for them. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we're going to, now we kind of got our initial rememberings of the first time watching it and stuff like that. We're going to really delve deep. And as always, we're going to be looking at a few, a few things. We're going to be looking at storyline. We're going to be looking at the acting. Um, we're going to be looking at the special effects. Cause of course, you can't talk Star Wars without talking about special effects. Uh, the messages that George was trying to put into this movie and just its overall connection to pop culture and the impact it's had on pop culture in general. So let's start from the top and talk story. Now, I think this, for me, this is kind of returned to form from the original Star Wars where you have a very simple, uh, once again, a very simple story. Um you know, start to finish, you know, it's just kind of boom, boom, boom until you get to the end and good triumphs over evil. Yeah. Uh, would you guys, would you guys well, disagree depending on that? your definition of evil? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yes. Yeah, it was a very straightforward story. You know, there wasn't a lot of plot twisting or anything like that. I mean, you get a little bit at the end with, uh, the monologue that the emperor had, but I mean, yeah. for the most part, it was, it was straight, 
straightforward, just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was once again where with Empire, you had a much more, a lot more of a nuanced story. You had a lot more deeper, we said, as we said, as I said last week, a much more adult oriented um, story. This one was much more in a, back to the action adventure swashbuckling that you kind of saw before. Yeah, um, yeah, more more of an all age. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, I think I think yeah, I think we pretty much hit that on the head right there. Um, what are some like story points that you kind of remember or kind of think 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 back at as being like key points in the story and like things that stick out to you guys? Um, Han and Luke getting getting ready to be made into dinner by the Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, by Sarlacc, the Sarlacc pit, yes. Yeah, because, um, you know, those guys, those Ewoks need to be, like, rounded up and, and removed from the face of the universe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because if they were willing to do that to a couple of rebels, you know, how many poor stormtroopers mm. ended up on their cooking fires? Oh. They're, they're, they're little war criminals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They're war criminals. Ewoks are war criminals. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> now that's why we were building the Death Star there. First thing it was going to do was turn and blow that pl- that moon apart. Yeah, that's right. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, talk to you about, you with Joe, was now what was it like having seen the first movie, the first two movies, and not like I said, Jedi was the first movie that I saw. But when Luke ignites the green lightsaber. After only seeing blue before, how big of a deal was that for for you to see? Oh no, there's another color lightsaber uh, on screen. Not as big surprise since we had seen yeah. it in a lot of the um, posters and advertising. Yeah, but I liked okay. it. Since green's my favorite color. Yeah, I was like, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. I think mostly the igniting it was the fact that it, you know they cheered and realized you know he's like a Jedi now. Oh yeah, because he had to build yeah. his own. Mm-hmm. And that's the one scene that I wish they would have put put in is they have a scene with him building his lightsaber. Oh yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, yeah, there's there's a deleted scene that you can find somewhere with him showing him putting the lightsaber together and ignite and igniting it with the crystal, and you see the the you know the green blade come out before he goes off to save Han. Um, yeah, that would have been awesome to see. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, you can look it up on YouTube. Just look up deleted scenes from. Um, they might even have it on the Disney Plus. I haven't checked to see if they have have that as one of the deleted scenes on there. So, Joe, you said off um, off mic or off recording earlier that you had some stuff you wanted to talk about with Return that was of the it. Jedi. Those, those darn Ewoks. Oh, the darn Ewoks. Oh, you know, and, and well. I think the problem I've always had with the Ewoks, um, you know, that was that was my senior year of high school. And mm-hmm. I just thought they're in there just to cater to the younger generation. True. And, and True. to give more marketing options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, it. you because they didn't even have a like nobody ever even called them Ewoks in the movie. The only reason we know they're called that is from the toy. Well, and the Christmas special. Well, <laughs> not many I, I, people I, have seen that one. Yeah. But and, yeah, and those was, people uh, are very lucky. Yeah, because they could have come up with you know any other race inhabiting that joins with the Rebel Alliance and helps them fight. Uh, yeah, but to make it a bunch of teddy bears that you know are 
cannibal teddy bears? <laughs> well, initially it was supposed to be Wookiees. Now, see, that, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool. But at the cool. time, they didn't have the Tall money people to or, put in the costumes. Yeah, they didn't have enough people or the you know the technology to make that many Wookiees to make it feasible to do an entire. And of course, we got that later on in Episode Three um, with the scene where you see the the uh, the clones fighting alongside the Wookiees on on Kashyyyk against the battle droids. Right. Which was so eventually awesome you scene. did get that. You did get that scene of you know fighting on Kashyyyk, but no, that was originally supposed to be um, Wookiees fighting, you know, Wookiees fighting the Empire there on Kashyyyk to help them defeat the Death Star, which would have been, again, like you said, very cool, very cool to see. Right, especially since per the legends, or if you even go into the original trilogy's books, um, most of the labor, slave labor force were Wookiees mm-hmm. that built the two Death yeah. Stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't they touch on that in the the Clone Wars TV show? Or, um, or was it Rebels? Rebels. They did talk. They didn't talk about Rebels. There's a few scenes early on where they rescue um, Wookies from the spice mines on Kessel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was yeah. Even even in the new canon, the Wookies were definitely used as slave labor um, too. And, and I think in some of the the Legends books, they talked about them the in the maw yeah the, um, with dala still having some of the wookie slaves yeah cool Dang. yeah okay Rand, what's up <laughs> how about you what do you got i don't even remember the question anymore <laughs> <laughs> i don't either <laughs> um things we well i don't like, think they needed the, the 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 ewoks what do you not think it needed uh what do i think it not needed uh boba fett yeah because <laughs> the, the yeah the, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I can see that the only reason i say that is because boba fett got such a minuscule moment and it was only to mm-hmm. die like if they had made him yeah. you know and and they made a thing like chewy uh you know says something to han and han immediately says uh, boba fett's here oh. and yeah right you're right after how well they set him up in empire to have him taken out in a laurel and hardy fashion. Right. Yeah. And and all he gets is a Wilhelm scream? I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. He needed he needed more. He needed to um of course you have the infamous uh phantom kick if you watch the slow motion <laughs> yeah. on the <laughs> where Luke does a Luke does a perfect kick and is like miles away from touching him and the guy who just flies backwards. Of course, you can always use the ex- the excuse it was the force. He force kicked him. <laughs> he force kicked him. Yeah, that's right. I, w- um, I will say, though, kind of because I do now remember the question. One of the things that stuck out to me that I remember, you know, most iconically was when the emperor said that it was all his plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like when, yes. he go- when he goes over every little bit and piece and you're like, holy cow this dude's in it for the long game. Like he's, he's all about it. Like that oh, really yeah. stood out to me. Yeah. The line that always gives me chills to this day is when Luke throws the lightsaber down and, and says, I am a Jedi like my father before me. That just, especially now, you know, after, you know, after you watch the prequel trilogies and you see the fall of Anakin, the rise and fall of Anakin, 
And then to that point, and you hear him say, I am a Jedi like my father before me. I don't know, something about that line just gives me, and of course it's followed up by an equally as chilling line of, so be it, Jedi. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's a oh. great line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, speaking of Luke being a Jedi, that was one thing I noticed, because, you know, I, I watched it today just to, you know, make sure it was all fresh in my mind. When he goes back to Dagobah and he's talking to Yoda for the last time, and, yeah. you know, Yoda says there's there's basically nothing more that he can learn. And so mm-hmm. Luke, you know, later in the conversation says, I'm a Jedi, and Yoda kind of scoffs a little bit and says, no, you got to face Vader first, then your training will be complete. It's like, well, mm-hmm. which is it? Is Is he... Is he trained or is he not trained? Because you'd said both in your little dying speech. So that was yeah. one thing that I was like, hey, wait a minute. Well, I think you said he had nothing more to teach him. But there was still one last thing, one last test he had to take. Right, which, how does that even equate to a Jedi test? You have to face your greatest fear. Yep. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I, I don't know and... if Vader was Luke's biggest fear, was he? I mean... <sighs> I think his greatest fear was becoming Vader. I suppose that would be true. And to face that fear, he had to face Vader himself. Yeah, and I also think he was probably very afraid of, what if I cannot turn him back? Mm -hmm. See, I could really see that one, yeah. 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 And then another another little moment that kind of stuck out to me, which kind of ties it, all together from the the prequels and the little spaces in between the uh, trilogies is when the Emperor gets off the shuttle and he's talking to Vader, he's not calling Vader his apprentice. He keeps saying, my friend. And it's like, Mm. oh man, that's how he kept Vader wrapped around his finger. You know, like, hey, I'm your only friend. I'm the only one who understands. Right, Mm -hmm. And and he started that. I mean, basically, in episode one, yeah, you know, we will shot, we will watch your career with great interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he was smooching up to the kid already then. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, but, but, yes. But then he talks to Luke the whole time, and he's like, "Apprentice and apprentice, apprentice. I'm going to be your master." You know, it's like, "Oh dang, okay." <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then of course they brought the rule of two right in. <laughs> now strike mm-hmm. down your father and take his place at my side. Yeah. Well, I think the Emperor saw it as, as far as the Emperor was concerned, it was a win-win, you yeah. know, because, you know, he's like, well, if this, if Luke, you know, just kills Vader, then, hey, I got a younger apprentice with all his arms, and, with, well, most of his arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least 75% and, of them. And, you know, if Vader wins, then, well, you know, hey, he's just proven his worth. Yeah. Well, whoever the winner is, I end up with the strongest. Exactly. This is exactly. very true. Yeah, but he's um, always done that. He All yeah. of his apprentices have been that way, which I think is just kind of showing what the <coughs> rule of two is all about. But also that as the emperor, as, you know, Darth Sidious, he is extremely long lived. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think personally, I think that with the apprentices that we saw Sidious have, I think that. Each one was leading to, I think Anakin was his ultimate goal. From the time that he used the midichlorians to to make, you know, make Anakin, Anakin was his ultimate goal. Each one was just a, 
a tool to reach there, to reach that goal. He had no intention of keeping any of his apprentices for very long. I mean, that's why he chose Dooku, someone who's already old. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was just the means to an end. Is that, is that true about your boss, Joe? Would you agree with that? He had a plan for everything. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, I think I think at the end of the day, though, the story of Return of the Jedi is the story of redemption. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that is the message of Return of the Jedi is one of redemption and one of that there's no point that you can't come back from. Yeah. Even though they, they specifically say it twice, uh, Yoda says it and Vader says it, I think, about how once you start down the dark side, there's no turning. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Oh, but that is one of my... Speaking of, of lines that just get... That is the one line that always gets me. One of the most emotional lines, I think, in the, in the whole trilogy is when they're on, they're on Endor and Luke has turned himself in and he's talking with Vader... And he says something to the effect of, I can still feel the good in you. And he says, Vader says, it's too late for me, my son. There's so much context in that one line for me. It's, he knows what he's doing is wrong. He knows that, you know, he's chosen the wrong side. So, you know, chosen the wrong side that all that he's done has been so horrible, but he thinks he has no choice. He thinks I'm, I'm lost. But at the same time, it's almost like, to me, he was giving Luke a chance when he says, it's too late for me, my son, but it's not too late for you. But then he turns it around and says, the emperor will now show you the true meaning of the, the true nature of the force. He is your master now. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, oh, it's a good line. I just love that line. Yeah. Love that line. Um, yeah. I just, I, you know, they keep saying the whole, oh, once you go down the dark side, you can never come back. And they talk about it in the prequels as well and all that. Well, but this you know, was... what they say, what he says is, once you start down the dark side forever, will it... Dominate your destiny or your something. Your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, that's true. I mean, for forever, for his entire life, until the very end, the dark side dominated his life. And I think that in a way that can be controlled con- from a certain point of view, that that will, you know, once you start down that dark path, that's always going to be in the background. You know, even if you turn back, you're still going to have that stain of darkness upon you. Possibly. I mean, that you know, could have been what he meant, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think Vader did... Kind of well, I think Vader because we've discussed that before. How Vader and Anakin are two different people, and I think mm-hmm. once Vader, you know, kind of uh, changed sides, took out the Emperor, I think he became Anakin again, and that's why mm-hmm. they removed the helmet and why he was himself and why his Force Ghost. No matter which version you watch, his Force Ghost comes back and he is Anakin, not Vader. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Because like you said, Um, he redeemed himself. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, how far can you redeem yourself, though? You could switch back Mm -hmm. on your side, but if you committed genocide or killed or whatever, you're, you're really not brought back. You still committed those acts and those atrocities. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was part of, I think... For Anakin, kind of looking back at it, and this is something um, 
I would actually do a, a whole series on this uh, on on one of the on this later on is um, one of the things that I think Anakin did to kind of help in that redeem you know quote unquote redemption process is he took responsibility. He stopped. I think for for time and time again, if you look at the story of Vader up to that point, he had been blaming everyone else for what had happened to him. He was like this because of the Jedi. He was like this because of what Obi Wan did. Obi Wan did. He was like this because of the lies Palpatine killed Mama. Yeah, because of what Palpatine had. You know, the lies that Palpatine had put him to was he hated Palpatine. Even though he thought Pal- you know, Palpatine was his only friend, he still hated Palpatine. Yeah. And I think he finally came to the conclusion that I'm responsible for all the, for everything I've done. I'm the one, since I'm responsible for it, I am the only one who can make changes in that. No one else can. Right. And I think he also saw, you know, the whole thing of, you know, he saw Luke there on the floor. He's, it was suddenly my, my kid, my responsibility. Well, and if you take the trilogy all as one, mm-hmm. you're right. That is the moment he realizes he can become Anakin again. Yeah. Because up until that point, all of his plans in Empire were him staying Vader, but Luke joining him to help overthrow the Emperor. Mm-hmm. It was never about the two of them being good. It was still, we'll use the dark side, but let's get rid of him. Yeah. He's the problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's that's kind of a... You see that all the time, not just in, in Star Wars, but in throughout history, throughout other other things where it's, well, yeah, things are bad, but we just need to change this and everything will be perfect. Yeah. You know, yep. you, you, you see it throughout history where it's like, you know, yes, this dictator was really bad, but if we just change this, this, and this, everything will be perfect. You know, and I think that's kind of what he was going, was, was thinking in his mind was, he's like, you know, things are bad, but, you know, if Palpatine is out of the way, I can run things so much better than he could. We can bring order to the universe. To the galaxy. Yes. Yeah. You know, that was, that's a strong moment when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that carried over into Jedi perfectly. Yeah. Because then we get to actually see, quote, redemption. And you get to see a little darkness even from Luke. Um, I think of that scene where they're on the Death Star and Luke is hiding and Vader's taunting him. Right. And he's struggling to not slip into the dark side. Oh, when he says, if you will not be turned, then maybe she will. And of course, that scream and just Luke rushing at him and Vader realizing like, oh, crap, I, I can't stop this kid. Your anger <laughs> has made you powerful. Powerful. And that moment when he hits Vader and chops and cuts off his mechanical arm, and he looks at his own hand and then looks at his looks at at Vader sitting there and realizes like I'm becoming him. Yep. Yeah. I'm slowly but surely becoming my father. He should be so lucky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do have that supposed um, original ending with Luke becoming Vader. I don't know if you guys have heard that about that one. I haven't heard that one. That would be no. Cool that's another rumor too. I've never picked up on. Uh, initially, this is actually not a not a rumor. Um, the initial one of the initial scripts that Lucas had written ended with uh, after after Vader, you know, same basically same basic ending is Luke takes after after Vader dies, he takes the helmet and puts it on and says, "Now I am Darth Vader." Huh. Wow. That was supposed to be that was going initially going to be the original ending 
for Return of the Jedi was Luke going completely dark and becoming Vader. Well, that would have been way cooler than somebody standing up and saying, I'm a Skywalker. Or or having a bunch of Ewoks dance around a fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least, I mean, they could have at least shown the Ewoks eating some of the stormtroopers. Now, that would have been sad, but cool. <laughs> but no, we just get to see them use the helmets as a drum set. Yeah. Right. I mean, at least shows that the skulls are still in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been a, a nice little uh, addition to make the Ewoks a little scarier. Yeah. Well, yeah, they could have been drinking blood, you know. Yeah. Have their own version of Klingon blood wine. Yeah. For the little Ewoks. It's drained <laughs> stormtrooper blood. Uh. <laughs> or like seeing one of the main characters munching on something. They're like, oh, my gosh, this meat is delicious. Yeah. yeah then, showing, then showing a back area where they're carving up a stormtrooper, <laughs> uh, putting it all on the platter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, to the rumor, a little more stormtrooper, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of uh, hindquarter here. Uh, I think having Luke become Darth Vader actually would have been a really awesome twist. Now, Dark Horse yeah. Comics did do that oh. for the follow-on mm-hmm. from Re- Return of the Jedi. They did yeah. have the Emperor back. A clone of the emperor and he uh gets luke to come over and and luke does uh, right, it order to, yeah and luke does it with the intention of not staying on the dark side dark side yeah but mm. of course he does for a while um yeah and that's when he brings you know he's he's leading the armies of the M- empire back against the new republic right uh-huh mm. i remember that yes the uh the the uh the reborn emperor yes i yep. remember that yeah, it's a great set of comics. I need to find them again. Um, mm-hmm. I had all of mine cleaned out at one point, and yeah. th- that was one of the set that are that's gone. One of my original sets, <sighs> including that was a great story, including my ten number one Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, that one hurt. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, the effects that were in Return of the Jedi and. Um, I mean, to me, the to me the ones that really stand out are the space battle scenes. Right. They yeah. sped those up. They were those a lot were faster just, than they were in the original. Yeah, a lot faster. The the, more the dog violent. fights. Yeah. More violent. Yeah. You see more explosions. You see, and you see like the capital ships going at going at. That's the first time you really see the big ships in action too. Not right. just the not just Broad, the fighters. Broadsides between capital ships. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of, uh, you know, effects and things that could be or shouldn't be in the movie or whatever, when they're in Jabba's palace and that weird green alien that they added did the little song. What? Oh, yes. What was that? Mm. Like, why does that have to be it? And take that out. New merchandising. (laughs) Exactly. That was George trying to get money. Yep. Had to add some new stuff in just... Because I need to make the money back I did for just adding all of this stuff in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that I could have totally done without. Although the Jawa getting thrown at the uh, Mos Eisley spaceport, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. And you get to see a little bit more with the um, the Rancor. Yeah. In yeah. Jawa's palace. You see a little bit, you know. And I feel sorry for, for, the, uh, for, for the, the Rancor Keeper. Just... So distraught over the loss of his of his buddy. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that always kind of confused me. And then when I was playing the Star Wars tabletop game, which draws a lot from uh, the EU and things like that, uh, there's a, yeah. an entry for using a Rancor as a monster. And mm. it was saying that they were actually, um, oh, goodness, uh, herbivores. And the only reason really? Jabba's was like that was because he starved it. Mm. So that kind of made a little more like why this guy yeah. was so attached to it because you know they they it's probably just like a gigantic bulldog or something you know like normally yeah. they would just be lumbering you know goofballs but in this mm-hmm. instance it's mean and angry because it's locked up and it's starved I mean yeah but that that's just yeah. probably me reading into it fan theory kind of stuff you know hey I mean that's that's what we do here. Yeah. That's ninety percent of our conversations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's is. true. It is. That's true. Um, I mean, the the newer stuff with the the new effects, and I I enjoy the way they made the lightsabers look. And you know, mm-hmm. I just I agree with you. The space combat is just amazing. Um, but yeah. I I like the old stuff that they left in there too. That's true. Yes, very much. Um, of course, you have the it's a trap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one, of the, one of the one of the most quoted one of the lines and memes. Most quoted lines become a meme now. Yep. Yeah. Huge meme line. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Old Admiral yeah, Akbar. Admiral Akbar, one of the one of the uh, the rebellion's greatest military minds, reduced to a simple meme. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but I think this is also interesting because when you get there, you see just how vast the rebellion has gotten from the last time you really saw it. You know, you see all of these different, you know, races where they're all together and you realize that, oh, this has gotten big. Mm-hmm. Until you see just... the Imperial fleet. Right. Yes. And you realize, <laughs> then oh, you're like, oh, they don't stand a damn chance. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, that fleet sitting there, and that was just one fleet yeah that was just, yeah it was, exactly yeah. that was just one fleet it was the entire rebel alliance and just one imperial fleet imperial fleet yeah but the rebel alliance had plot armor yeah. so they were they were safe <laughs> that's right plot armor there's an interesting speak um we talked about deleted scenes earlier there's a interesting deleted scene with um uh with uh the uh the commander of the death star i believe his name was Gerard, if I'm correct. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. Um, where he is, is um, the Emperor has given the order to turn the Death Star on the moon and to fire at the moon. And it's really cool because you see the conflict within him where he's struggling to give the order and he's hesitating because he knows that there are still Imperial troops down there. And... I think in my mind, it, right there, that's a scene that really humanizes the Empire for for a little bit. Because you see that struggle in him of, like, I have friends down there, I have comrades down there. Even if they're not friends or comrades, they're still men under my command right. that are down there. And, of course, that's right before, you know, Wedge and Lando fire, the, fire their missiles and destroy the Death Star. But still, it was just a really cool... Um, I thought a really cool deleted scene to, to watch and definitely give that a look if you can find it. So anyway, let's wrap things up 
uh, while we still have an internet. <laughs> All right. And kind of get uh, a quick look at the the cultural impact that uh, Return of the Jedi has had on on society as a whole. You know, starting starting with you, Ray. What kind of what do you think the impact that the movie has had on society? Um, I mean, honestly, I think that what it mostly did, in my opinion, was kind of created its own culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the fans of that movie kind of created their own little, I, I don't even know what to call it, like their own little society, because you had authors coming out of nowhere with these EU books. You had people mm-hmm. creating games, uh, merchandise, like people, collectors. You just had all these people drawn together by star wars they they yeah. genuinely loved the movies and they all had this common thread mm-hmm. well we talked about it with the first movie uh me and joe that without star wars without this trilogy there would be no mcu right there would be no no nothing i mean there was this movie in indiana jones and um movies like that that really set the precedent and set the standard for what was to come yeah, setting up these trilogies. And uh, I mean, just think about it. Without Star Wars, the only movies we would have seen that have a lot of sequels are Friday the 13th, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the horror genre where it was yeah. always common. Yeah. Yeah. They set the, the, they also set the extended universe kind of movies where you have all these movies that interact together to make one story, you know. Um, and for better, for worse, maybe without Star Wars, we wouldn't have the Fast and the Furious. You know, take that how you will, but. <laughs> the, the what? The Fast and the, what? The Fast I've and the Furious? You. Yeah, pass on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you're on great camera now. We're just watching you the whole time. <laughs> so roll your eyes at me again, buddy. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, you see my beautiful beautiful recording studio here and my crazy hair. Yeah, you just made it really crazy. I don't know what you're doing there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I never to know what that I'm last, doing. To answer that last question, the, the original trilogy, each one almost became a world upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Then you got your, your, your Star Wars, like me. Then, then you had your Empire. Oh, that's the best movie of all of them. And then, of course, Jedi. You know, you had that same group of another group of people saying Jedi was the best of the originals. Yeah. So we also didn't really get angry at each other back then over them. No, no, there was no need to. I mean, they're all part of a whole. That's why I kind of look at it is, you know, each one is kind of part of the whole story. And, you know, really, you can't have one without the other. Exactly. You know, they all kind of lead perfectly into each other and seamlessly into each other. And, you know. Give a, in my mind, I, you know, I know our resident Im- imperial propagandist here might disagree, but give a real satisfying ending to the trilogy and a wrap up of everything. Yeah. yeah. Even I'll say it was good. Yeah. All right, then let's wrap things up here. Um, as we always do, Joe, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Joe Cahill, director, producer, or under Steamhouse Entertainment, over on Instagram, Twitter, and always right here at War of the Stars. That's right. 
And Ray, what about you? Where can people find you? Um, right here on War of the Stars. Uh, most, most sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> no, as often as humanly possible. You can also find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under the Leo Effects, and I do uh, some Shattered Dungeons, which is on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, we do that live every Tuesday night. So if you're ever on Twitch, just type in Shattered Dungeons, and you can follow along awesome awesome so as always if you want to get in contact with us at war of the stars a few ways you can do that the easiest way to do that is of course to email our email is war of the stars at war of the stars one at gmail.com you can also get a hold of us on twitter at war of the stars one and on the facebook group war of the stars you can also find us and listen to us wherever fine podcasts are sold, but the easiest way to do that is on anchor.fm. We're also on Spotify and Google Cast and pretty much anywhere where fine podcasts are heard. Just go to your podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and type in War of the Stars, and you should be able to find us there. If you want to support the show, it would be greatly appreciated. Every little bit would help. Uh, a couple ways you can do that. You can do that, first of all, through our Patreon page. That is patreon.com backslash war of the stars. Or just go to the Anchor homepage and click the support tab right there. Uh, with that being said, uh, this will be, I will be taking a break this coming week. However, the show is in the capable hands of Mr. Ray and Mr. Joe. Uh, guys, do you have anything planned for next week yet? Um, no, we haven't actually had a chance to discuss it yet. Although right, I have a well, couple of things that I'm thinking about. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for a surprise. Cool, cool. Uh, well, with that being said, until we, I see you next time, remember this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. May the Force be with you. <laughs>